0: Take two men that happen to be cousins who share a common codependency on movies, put them in a room and tell them to talk
1: about anything film related. The result, a corpulent cornucopia of cinematic scrutiny we call the Finleys on film. This morning, um, I did something because my wife is out of town. I did something that uh, I'm rarely afforded the opportunity to do. I took our recording equipment and I recorded um, from the TV Key Largo. (laughs) I recorded the whole movie. The audio? Just the audio. Just the audio. (sighs) And I I sat and I made notes about... Because Key Largo is a movie that... (laughs) um, I think it, it has two things. It has... A lot of great, great dialogue and really interesting filmmaking techniques by John Houston, but filmmaking techniques in terms of storytelling. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really, really I never paid that much attention to it, even though we've done an it's episode. Really on well it.
0: done. It's, it's, it's really it's, no, well done. It's really no offense. The more if you look it's a movie that bears looking at with a critical eye, because it really is quite well done. Yeah. But at the same time,
1: the critical eye I think reveals this that um, there is a lot of fat. Yeah. on that movie. So there were whole things that like not only I prefer you not
0: make eye contact when you say that word but yeah.
1: <laughs> not only is is the visual fat that can be cut off in order to make a like a cohesive radio play uh, or whatever right, there's right. storylines like I don't give a fuck about the sun. You know, like the whole like tell, retelling the stories <laughs> right. of the sun or they go out and talk to the, like in this really condescending way. That's not why I'd cut it out but like well, here's the natives and let's, you know, let's talk to the natives for right. a while. There's a bunch of stuff that can be cut off. And, and, and I guess that whole native question, I mean, is that
0: even incredibly relevant to the story at all?
1: No, there's something about the haciendo brothers that yeah, comes yeah. in that, that, right. that I would keep in as a reference, but it's made like four times and you only need to make it one time right. to, to, to keep the story clamped together. And, and so, um, anyway, the, the, the point is like, I, I didn't bring it up to talk about Key Largo, but, um, I, this morning I lived, um, the life I was sure I wanted to live when I became really close to your dad. Yeah. And that was, it's perfect day, overcast day. I'm in my robe. I'm sitting around. I'm watching Key Largo. I'm doing the thing he taught me to do. And I started going over how many he had done himself, which was, um, sorry, I'm a little scattered here, but, but, um. You know, recording, he, he would record on his reel-to-reel recorder, yep. mm-hmm. Off, probably even before he had a VCR as it came on TV, um, yep. and, and I'm going to list the ones I remember. Petrified Forest, Maltese Falcon, Casablanca, The Cane Mutiny, so already there's four um, mm-hmm. Bogart films there, um, Some Like It Hot, Psycho, at least a couple of others. Right. Oh, advise and consent. Psycho for some is the reason? one I most remember. But yeah. What is
0: it? Psycho is the one I most remember. Because I yeah. was always so intrigued because the visuals are not required. That movie <laughs> yeah, that's is interesting. Hard without the visuals.
1: Interesting choice. But, but he, he taught me, like, uh, and so he, he guided me through a couple that I wanted to do. And I did, like, um, Soldier of Fortune, I remember doing. So it's like you would do the whole reel to reel and you just record the whole thing. And then you would try to figure out, like, how can I edit this down to, like, an hour? And and like if it's an hour and 40 minutes, it's like, how do I trim 40 minutes worth of fat? But anyway, it's a nerds, you know, pilgrimage for sure doing this stuff. And I felt very like happily nerdy today because it was like, well, I guess I've come to a place in my life where if my wife goes out of town, I can pretend that I'm back at your, I'm 50 years old. I can pretend that I'm back at your dad's little apartment in San Bruno and it's like uh, nothing more joyful or comforting than an old movie, an old Bogart movie, mm-hmm. and then the task of like making some sort of radio play out of it. And your dad, that, that's the first thing I want to say about your dad, who we call Finley number one. Yeah. And that's that um, I have a lot more deep things I, I think I'd like to say about him eventually as mm-hmm. we talk about this. But the first thing is, you know, he brought cultural comfort to me, for the first like, it was a, my first introduction to cultural comfort. Sure. Meaning, okay. like, um, uh, I'll shut up. Sorry, I'll see you in a second no, here. No, no, no. But you know, w- w- it, w- I, I always loved your dad when he um, he would come down to Thanksgiving, and, and and we could talk about lots of things that, that he was. Y- y- he had that sort of gr- um, welcomed uncle, like ah, oh, here comes the uncle, right? Yeah. And and we can talk about that stuff. And so that was already there. But when I was 11, my parents separated for a year. And I didn't even know they separated. But my dad stayed in Fresno. <laughs> they <laughs> never discussed that part. They just left. My mom just left, just left with my brother and I. <laughs> it's like I, I guess because yeah, no, she had a better job yeah. was the reason at a desk, as a desk clerk uh, in San Francisco. Uh, that didn't make any sense now that I think about it. But so we wanted to live with my grandparents, the Bay Area. And it was a tough time in my life because it's like, you know, whatever, you know, my dad is his own sort of weird person or was. um, But it's like he was out of my life for about a year. And then we were living with grandpa, who's kind of a nut too. our our step grandfather, who was not a comfort at all. Yeah,
0: he was a good he was good for bringing out tension, particularly in adults. He didn't mind doing it with kids
1: either, though. He didn't mind just fucking badgering you in some (laughs) weird way. But so it's like, so we had this thing with your dad, and it was um, every Tuesday night. We would go over to your dad's and spend the night. And so I I started to get this relationship with him in in movies. And also, like, he thought it was absurd that, you're 11. You don't know about Sinatra? Get over here. You know, like... So, so uh, you know, I, I, obviously, I'll have a lot more to say about it, but I'm just going to sort of toss it your way. But but I just want to start with that idea, and 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 the reason we're talking about this is your dad, Finley number one, passed on. Yeah, June, June year. of of this year, of yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah,
0: this year, right? Yeah, it's still this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And so yeah, yeah. Uh, we obviously there's a a, a lot um, I feel I owe to him, uh, you know, in, in ways that I won't even be able to talk about on this podcast, but definitely just in terms of what we do here, it's like. Everything about, you know, films, even those films that I think he would not be interested in, mm-hmm. and probably would even mock me for watching now, like this like a, a Danish film I watched yesterday, and, and that he would never be interested in, still I I got there because of him.
0: Right. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, just the love of a good black and white film. I, you know, it's really, it's funny listening to you talk about that because that was never an experience I had with my dad. He never, never, never said because I was never actually interested in learning how to like take, you know audio record appropriately a movie. It seems kind of fucking interesting. <laughs> I got to be yeah. honest with you, but that was never something I brought up to him to sort of want to learn. It, it's just it's interesting to see that you had like a, a different experience with my dad, and that's kind of one of the things. Um, I've said it before, I'll say it again, like, my dad was sort of, he was, even to me, he was an uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was more, he, that's, that was always his feel. I mean, he was kind of designed for a for a young boy, as a, you know, as a grown man, for a young boy to just kind of fall in love with him. Like, yeah. he just, he was just neat. He just had, like, he was eccentric in yeah. all the, in, in, in cool ways. Yeah. His love of his bathroom, <laughs> like, yeah. for instance. yeah, yeah. You, yeah, he would just wear those things to fucking death, and then yeah. finally somebody would force him to buy a new one, Right, usually a girlfriend or something like that, but, <laughs> uh, but just, yeah, just eccentric, uh, absolutely, and, and like you say, like, so much of uh, sort of my inner artistic monologue, I guess, in a way, comes from him, from the old movies. I know what you mean, thing. but can
1: we unpack that that concept and artistic? I'm uh, sorry, I, inner I, artistic monologue. I
0: don't know. It's like what it's uh, watching movies, watching old movies. Yeah, this, there's something qualitatively just different about older movies mm-hmm. that if you have a catalog of them in your head, I don't know. Somebody like there's a secret part of me that wants to be a director. Yeah, and I know that's true of you too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so that that sort of comes with that I don't know if I could watch. A shit ton of Michael Bay movies and come away wanting to do that. I don't think I would, frankly. Yeah, you know, uh, just because with Dad, you got I don't know. It's just it was yeah, it was really interesting. And and my so my experience with movies with my Dad was watching them and just watching them, watching them, and we had uh, a group that we'd watch on a constant basis. And sometimes he would go. Uh, seriously fucking OCD and I would watch he would watch a movie and then mm-hmm. get to the end and then r- run it back and then start watching it again so yeah. like I've seen The Killing like 70 times yeah well that's or the parts thing. In, in bits and pieces because sometimes he'd pass out and wake up and well that's the
1: thing about, about your dad is he, he kind of has um uh, a Appalling kale quality, right? So Pauline kale is the the, oh. the 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 movie critic who just he wouldn't like the word kale, but yeah, <laughs> or, or woman oh, or critic, or, yeah, yeah. right? But but you know she she famously just sort of wrote a, a, like a review for Bonnie and Clyde, sent it into New York, and they're like and they were like who the hell is this woman? And she just wrote these like offbeat, lovable, right. hateable. Also, mm-hmm. so your dad like that's the thing. Your dad would never say to either one of us. Ooh, what an interesting tracking shot. Or do you notice that that, yeah. that wasn't it? But and nonetheless, he planted that type of seed in us because, you know, you watch um, a, a, a movie and it could be a really good one or it could be like Burt Lancaster and Scorpio. It didn't matter, but you'd watch <clears> throat> it.
0: Throat> I'm sorry. What? Like, you mean a really a fantastic a movie one. like that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like it,
1: it didn't have to be <laughs> even be a good movie, but you watch it over and over and over again. And he would do things, not like look at that tracking shot, but like, ah, right there. Ah, look at his wince. Or you know, just something that he and, and it became the other big thing about him is that, you know, aside from movies, but of course including movies, and and comforting I think, maybe just to weirdo kids like us who were troubled, but like <laughs> but um uh oh
0: for, what do you call it? Um ritual. Oh, okay, good. You, you said the word, yeah, yeah. So so the ritual word or um uh what do you want call um yeah, let's go with ritual for now. There's other words, but yeah.
1: But I mean, in his life, and and you know, obviously, you know, the great sort of like uncle or slash dad rituals. It's like this guy shows up. He's at Christmas. He's going to be kind of half in the bag. He he has the um, the plum pudding that he lights on fire, but he also lets the tape the tablecloth on fire. It happens every year. All the kids love it. Um,
0: you know, he takes have extra tablecloths just for that one time of year. And
1: <laughs> but also, like, there's never going to be a time that you watch. Um, the Harder They Fall with yeah. Bogart. You know exactly what I'm going to say, probably. Oh, yeah. It, where bah, bah. where you're, he's walking, Bogart's walking up the steps of the gym, and your dad stops to point out, oh, right there, he knew he was going to die. Look at the wince on his face. And it's like you knew part of the enjoyment of watching The Harder They Fall, which is actually not a great movie when you come down to it, was not just watching The Harder They Fall, but watching your dad watch yeah. The Harder They Fall and yeah. waiting for him to say the thing that was noticeable about that film but he was not he he wasn't an outsider he loved movies
0: yeah you know, and, and and so you you make some really good points there one is to oh, know yeah. my dad was so understand the concept of ritual i mean oh yeah fundamental to his character yeah. when you're a kid that's e- exotic and cool Yeah. and as you get to be an adult you start you start seeing the downside of ritual yeah. when it's taking over like all of life that's potentially he had a little bit, he had some of that going on for sure but watching movies with him, you know, you're you, again, you're right. Dad wasn't into the technical aspects of movies. I mean, he could spot him if he needed to, I'm sure. Yeah. But that wasn't his thing. He liked the, the interaction of the characters in there. Yeah. And second guessing those thoughts. There's this uh, movie, the you know, one of the one of the core four, uh, Guns of Navarone, and there's this part where David Niven has just had it, mm-hmm. just fucking had it. And mm-hmm. he just like turns on Anthony Quinn and goes, "Oh, it's easy for you to say, sit in there." Drinking coffee. Mm. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's a it's not great dialogue. It's a throwaway line. Yeah. But it's also a good like that's how frustrated this guy is. Watching some be somebody be that frustrated is entertaining. And so that was so there was always those moments in every movie that we had any real relationship with where dad just had comments about it. You know, Casablanca. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure, you know, as they were flying away at the end, I'm pretty sure Victor Lazlo was like, hey, wait a minute. You were with him last night? You know, like, there was always that. Well, your dad would point that out? Or, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or he would always say, oh, I wish I were a fly on the wall inside of that, uh, inside of that airplane. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you for fucking airplane. You know, like watching yeah. Victor Lazlo lose his shit. You know, uh, so he'd, he'd always do that sort of second guessing the uh, what people were doing inside of the movie. That was yeah. always kind of cool. Well, that's you know? interesting. And that was, yeah, and you could you could faithfully watch a movie five times. He would say the same damn thing at the same at damn the time. same and time, and it never got annoying. It was always kind of it was always fun, and it didn't it didn't it it
1: didn't. It wasn't confined to that experience of being over at his house on Second Avenue in San Bruno and watching, although that was the primary experience. But, you know, before we had the capacity to pull up our, our smartphones and go, oh, look at this clip from this movie whatever, your dad was just traveling clips. Yes. If you were on the road with mm-hmm. him or you met him in the East Bay, you know, 40 miles from his house at a dinner, he would command a certain amount of... Um, ritualistic movie respect wow. and people wanted to get in and I'll be be—I'll go a step further. There were those in the bigger circle of Rich who weren't as as much in the inner circle as you or I or my right. my brother or your brother were mm-hmm. who I think and obviously I don't name any names here Don't want to make anyone feel bad but who wanted to sort of be connected with that stuff but because they weren't they, they only had the vaguest of notions and I remember feeling a sense of like Oh, how sad! Oh, you don't sad. really get what it's like to be in the D and D club, come out of the of the club movies here, with movies. But... <laughs> the girls aren't welcome. Yeah, kind of. And, and, you know, and yeah. I mean, it, it, I actually was condescending as an 11 year old in my mind, secretly, which is the worst kind of condescending. In yeah. um, your dad, I mean, the thing, and, and outside the movies, you know, I mentioned like Sinatra or whatever. You know, he also taught me the concept. I mean, I was 11. And I would record the only music I thought was any good because your dad told me or told me by his actions that it was the only music that was any good, which was like Mm -hmm. Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, (laughs) maybe like some fifth dimension. Would you fly away in my beautiful balloon? But I would I would even when I got back after that year long separation, my parents rejoined each other back in Fresno. I would take our shitty Radio Shack equipment and I would do the same sort of like cassette The cassette. I would record the local sort of oldies, a big band station, Damn. and then cut down the beautiful music because your dad had that collection because he worked for PG&E of, I think he must have stolen them actually. I don't know. But those old white cassettes where he would take no, the label off.
0: There was a place, uh, I think it was an old radio station where he knew somebody there and he would buy them.
1: Just bulk, and they were just probably they probably had gold on them to begin with because it was a classic radio DJ stuff. But he Shop, would just go right know, over.
0: But I don't know. And then some of them were like really short. I remember like some like I, I, I want to say he did. There was one movie that was, he got it down to like 15 minutes or some goddamn things. There was no time. It was it was a super you know. But it's
1: not just movies like like that's the thing that was. That you go was back the other to his thing, place yeah. and and if you got, came if we were there on a Tuesday night that year that we lived in the Bay Area. And my mom and I and my little infant brother would go over there. Um, we would go over there, and he's off of work from PG&E on a Tuesday night. He'd open the door, or it'd be open. Music, his own music or whatever, is blasting out, and everyone knows he's the king of the, the shitty apartment complex. So
0: they're not <laughs> going to say anything. He's taking his garbage out in his underwear. The whole complex a little
1: he, kind of in his
0: wine stained underwear. Him, yeah.
1: So so, but the real frequently robe the the radio's on the old time big band radio's on yeah, yeah, yeah. the the reel to reel is going. And when he liked the song, he would take a slip of paper and slip it in to the tape so that he could go back to that. That's where the song was that he oh, wanted to record oh, onto a cassette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had like, I don't know, a hundred cassettes filled with like, he was the, like the original sort of mixtape guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a mixtape maker. And, but that was like, that's the first part of the evening. Cause mm-hmm. that's what happens when, when you go to his house and he makes the same meal he has had every night for 30 years, which is white rice London broil steak with mm-hmm. Worcestershire sauce. I think it's just those two things, right? And mushrooms. That's all. I think pepper for sure. Oh, pepper! Let's not forget pepper. Yeah. But he's making it in his, his underwear. He's taking the garbage out. He's blasting his music. No one can stop him. He's the king. He's the he's the, the king of the court. The Earl of Second Street.
0: Dad had a he would, but but you know, I say fear, but that's not actually what it was. He just he, he dad um, was charming as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it was. He really sort of charmed the entire... The, everyone would like... Anybody was going to come out and go, ay, 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 you know, he'd have him you know, disarmed inside very quickly. Years later when the... When made you, me punch him. When
1: yeah. my brother and you and your dad, when we, we coaxed you and your dad down from the Bay Area to San Diego and I was uh-huh. living down there to uh-huh. see Tony Bennett, yep. we, we had this whole day planned. But one of the things we did before the Tony Bennett show was to stop by a bar. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. get a drink. Get and a drink. A, And there was a bar... A, a barmaid, or whatever you want to call her, there. Bar lady, bar lady, a bar miz. Yep. Who? It wasn't. It wasn't like he was going to sleep with her, or could have. No. But she, he nonetheless. Char-
0: I felt jealous. Like this old coot is somehow if charming. Any of, if any of us were going to, we're going to uh, put her on like a hat. <sighs> it would have been death. But I like to put her on like a hat. That's my dad's saying, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. always associate that, by the way, with the bugs bunny poking, you know, pushing the ears up into the swimming cat. Uh, I get more literal. I
1: honestly every time think of somebody <laughs> like a the vaginal area just being scooched around the forehead or something. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so – so, and, but my point with the music is like that was a time and then yeah. dinner's cooking and then, okay, now that's done and now it's movie time, typically watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And he had – and, you know, the, if we go back to episode number one of The Filings on Film. It's how we started this whole thing out is making sort of general references to what got us started out. It's the yeah. whole thing. We've been over a few times about – VHS tape and, and devoting each tape to a certain actor or director and, and all that sort of stuff and, and the old days where you'd have to cut around commercials and, and everything else but it's like he had just such a it, it, there's a little bit of good and a little bit of bad. You've referenced it before like how ritual can become something to be avoided and eventually you know he he sort of succumbed to that trap of of being too insulated in his comfortable life, no question about it. Yeah, and 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 this is a tribute to him. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I hope I'm not on a line mentioning that, but I, whatever. I think you know everything uh, wrinkles and all, right? And, and he definitely had wrinkles. And but but the mm-hmm. thing is, here's here on paper. Mm-hmm. He probably should have been arrested for the way he interacted with kids. And I, I this is not a, a uh, You're yeah, letting fail. us at the, at the liquor cabinet. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> not a pedophile it? joke or anything. But care. like, yeah, yeah. yeah, he didn't. If you are thirteen and you and like, uh, what's hey, a martini? You've been a man in uh, Rome. make a martini <laughs> there. It is. And we still have those ridiculous um, in storage. The um, the three. 1964 65 pinup models from Playboy that he had framed in some ridiculous frame. So, whenever you went to the restroom, titted panty wearing like beehives from the the 60s, god damn, they were wonderful! But it was his bedroom, and his bedroom was down the hall, sort of across from the little horrible bathroom with the dial. So, and and you'd go down there. That's a whole podcast. Any sort of excuse to go to the restroom to sort of like peer your head around. And look at those dolls, you know. And, and I know for sure, and I can say this now, that um, because there were times, like during vacations, I'd go to your dad's house and he, I'd be at his house all day when he wasn't there. So, of course, I could make myself a Scotch. I, I could be 13, make myself a Scotch, and watch what else but, like, Save the Tiger because that's what you'd watch when you're 13. Um and 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 take a real good gander at this. There's something
0: with Robbie Benson in here.
1: But he also had the like the loaded t- gun. You know, I mean, uh, he, it was a real delight to be a young man
0: well, was, okay, at your so dad's place you with him, it. and by even the without way, you him. You
1: just said it because that's because Dad never treated any of us like kids. Right, and that's you, what I mean when I say probably he would be arrested today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's so many things about him. Like you're talking about the music, like. So I listened to all that music too but the, what I really got into for the longest time was um you know American graffiti like yeah. that era like 50s or sure. do hop, do that was yeah, my yeah. thing I didn't know any other like any other notion of sort of music. I mean, that, the other stuff, with that was dad's music. Yeah. And then there's rock and roll and I was like, boo, what's wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. And then Chuck, my brother made me listen to Bloods Up on 4 and I like, okay. Mm-hmm. That changed that changed the whole fucking landscape for me. right Yeah. There. But, but it, it, it is a funny thing about dad that he lived inside of that ritual, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what I have with him is associated with those rituals. So the last time I saw him, uh, he was very clearly going to, going to not last very long, mm-hmm. and uh, he was uh, bed bound, and uh, he had a TV like right here, of course, and uh, on yeah, it yeah. was um, the Magnificent Seven. Right, and you couldn't hear. He had the sound down, but you didn't need it because me and my brother were there. Right, and we knew all the fucking we <laughs> yeah, every yeah, yeah. word of that dialogue. It, we could yeah. just follow along. And it was a good moment. It was a good moment to sort of share with him for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, that-, that was. I'm glad I had that. Well, and that comes
1: kind of with the tough part, too. You know, when we, he died in June. Yeah. And so in late July, um, we had a memorial for him. Yeah. Up in the Bay Area. And um, afterwards. Are you going to we- talk about me getting hammered? No, I wasn't even aware that you really hammered, to be honest. You fed me a bottle of whiskey. Oh, that. No. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I don't drink. I bring you mostly. <laughs> I don't
1: drink, so I get some joy out of getting other people drunk. But so, so um, no, not that. Because it, it, but, it was after that. Mm-hmm. So so we had rented a big Airbnb for out-of-town visitors. Uh, and the first night after the, the, the service for your dad... Leading up to it, like a few of us, including you, had been had been talking vaguely about
0: having a movie marathon.
1: Yeah, something uh, that outsiders wouldn't understand that that seems so yeah. facile or, or surface level. I think to most people, like, wait, you should talk. But like that's the way you talked with him. So to watch, you know, eight movies all night seemed actually like the ultimate tribute to him. Yeah. You know, if they were the movies that you associated with him, and what ended up happening was the the first night we just watched one Maltese Falcon and it was it was great. it was great. I mean I, love, I hadn't seen it in a long time. And then I remember yeah. the next day we, we moved to the next Airbnb and my brother and I set up um a really important film guns and everrun. And 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 I I don't this I hope is not making you uncomfortable. I think it's kind of an important point. Was um Dave and I started watching it and we thought we were doing something like not for you. It was for ourselves, yeah, but yeah. also sort of like, oh, you know, this is a. Th- let's get Tom in on the ritual here. Let's let's start watching, and you couldn't watch it, yeah. and you had to walk away from it. And it's like, that that's I think that's
0: important. Well, so so understand. I didn't know that was going to happen either. Like I sat down with you guys. Your feelings. The exact same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we got like into it just barely. Yeah. And we were just talking about how he always had things that he would interject in movies. Right. weren't there. He wasn't there to do that. Right, right. Could do it Yeah, no, no. To, yeah, I got too, uh, too upset. I had to walk away. Yeah.
1: And I, I um, yeah, I'm just, getting a little. Just missing.
0: Well, but, but, I mean, upside downside of that thing. You know, Dan was so sort of into ritual. Yeah. That it made sort of sharing those common experiences. Yeah. Very emotional for me. But if I wanted to avoid that emotion, I could just not go near them. Right. Well, I I think in a way a little bit of that. Everyone has So I I have to sort of court the experience when I want to miss my dad sometimes.
1: Yeah. That's what I say. And I think it has something to do, not entirely, not everything. There's some other logistics, but that, you know, this podcast actually took a break for about five months, really. And it wasn't just that. I mean, I don't want to paint like, you know, Tommy or Tommy and I, we couldn't handle it, but it's like, There's an interesting thing because even Uh, later on that night, you know, your dad had this other ritual. And, of course, to kids like what? a Well, I should say to two gross kids like us, you know, his his Sunday morning, um, in addition to what became the ice (laughs) chest full of like 12 (laughs) bottles of champagne was the chomzala. Chomzala. And so that's cheese. So we say
0: Sunday morning very advisedly here. Because it has to be Sunday. Well, because it has to be Sunday, but sometimes it could take three hours to make an omelette. Oh, I see what morning. you mean. Well, <laughs> so yeah. Sometimes it was no longer morning by the time you got to it. Yeah,
1: so he would start <laughs> this thing whenever we woke up on Sundays, and it would be uh, an omelette, and it's called the Choms, and it's cheese, ham, onion, mushroom, bacon, sausage, and then you'd get a, a carton of Newton's sour, sour cream. cream to split between like two people, the mm. whole carton, and then you would put it in like old congealed, you
0: know, bacon, bacon he grease. He had this, he had this, uh, he had this fucking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, he had this cast iron pan. The myth is that you're never supposed to clean a cast iron pan, but that's not really true. But he took that to like <laughs> the, yeah. the next goddamn level. Oh, yeah, because also like... He, he the grease out occasionally.
1: It was that line, you know, when you're 11 or 12, what was great about your dad's place was the funky smell because it was like, yeah, never you, cleaned could, a thing. you could live your... Li- li- yeah, mom, you can live your life <laughs> without cleaning anything. Look at what this guy does. And then, like you get to be an adult, you're like, "Oh my god, this is a really problem." <laughs> but, but you know, so later sure on, he's the bathtub. And how many chomps omelets and 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 movie days and everything else? Um, and then cut to that same day, uh, uh, the next day after his memorial, that was going to be on the list too. And you went out and you you had a problem, with the, totally understandable. Like you just couldn't face that movie right. without him. But then you sort I went of went off. went to the grocery and store and I grabbed the. You the, got the, the ingredients the, for chomps. The, the, the thing is, honestly, and um, so you know, we we made some chomps omelets. It just wasn't. It didn't. That's ridiculous. It, it just didn't feel good. It just. My my point being, like. There are some things that I feel he passed on to us. This podcast, our love of movies, the way we try to even engage other people in a sort of a deep, obsessive love of movies. (laughs) He passed that on to us. And stuff that could even be seen as dysfunctional has actually been kind of joyful in our lives because of him. But there are some things, and this is probably true for anyone listening about somebody in your life, for whom once they're not there to do it with you, it's just not there anymore.
0: Yeah, well, and that's true, but also, I mean, when was the last time either of you and either of us had that da- that damn omelet? Right. Well, and, uh, which, it, by the way, the one we made was a, it was in a clean pan. It was ridiculous. I mean, you, we'd have to we'd have to live there for like five years, or right? Work up a right. good coat of, of, of uh, angry yeah. <laughs> angry grease on that fucking pan, yeah. to really get the I don't know how the fuck he made that thing, but 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 also, you know, we're no longer kids. It's not. Not a good omelet. Oh no, it isn't. And, but and it was never meant to be. It was like because no. I remember like me and me and Dad like dreamed that thing up one day. Yeah, like what would be the best things to put in an omelet? We just started listing them off, and he like took notes and fucking that was the omelet. Like, <laughs> no, but it, I like it when there's mushrooms. Boom, everything went in. But this is kind of my point,
1: really. In a sense, it's like like you know, people people out there like well, there's a beer. Someone likes Schlitz beer. Yeah, even though it's a terrible beer because the uncle of theirs that they love loves Schlitz beer. Love Olympia. And, right. And so it's Olympia. Actually, there's a beer with your dad. Yeah. But my point is there are some things like that that aren't going to travel because we became our own human, uh, human yeah, beings. Yeah, and yeah, also yeah. because yeah. they were like, they were actually terrible.
0: Yeah.
1: But there are, are things, the important things, the things that really matter to us, like the subject of this podcast this idea that we like obsessively go over movies the idea that we 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 set the ground rules that we wouldn't look at any movie after 1980 which <laughs> I have come to
0: regret a little bit a little okay, bit give it a couple arbitrary and capricious wouldn't mind doing but, but your
1: dad was arbitrary and capricious <laughs> that's a, that a tribute to him fair that's very fair yeah absolutely <laughs> so anyway um i just <coughs> i uh, yeah, we could fucking
0: go on this we, we can, can go on, power and power on and hand. on
1: but you know one of the things um then this isn't this isn't a uh, I'm not trying to do an outro to this conversation because you might have more to say but um one of the things is that um you, uh I kind of lost my train of thought but but essentially
0: I you know what I, I you I know what it. I'm going to say this I, th- this ahead. just actually came to me yeah. uh I'm going to let you know what it is once we're off air on this one here sure um but I have an editing request for the end of this right here there's a uh, particular song. Okay. Well, it's your call, man. Okay. Um, yeah. I, there's
1: there's a lot more to say about you, Dad. And, and some of it becomes so sort of specific and personal. I don't know that it would ever translate to other people. But I do feel like there's a limited number of people in my life. Um, and, you know there's a, like a philosophy instructor I had one time and, you know, I could list a couple a handful of people, but even those people don't have the sort of depth of influence that your dad had. And it was totally unlike those other people, totally organic. He yeah. thought something was important and worthwhile and brought joy. And so he, when anyone else would say, you can't, do that with an eleven? <laughs> you know, uh, you can't. Why
0: not? I think it's the question he would. Your eleven-year-old
1: nephew is making a, a, a scotch <laughs> neat, <laughs> and, and <laughs> requesting to watch network. This is insanity. <laughs> and by the way, when you put it on, of the restroom. He's, to
0: he's reading the play. You know, classic Playboy magazine or Wait, whatever. He walks out of the restroom. He looks in the mirror in your room and sees the other wall, which has a goddamn naked women on it. Right, yeah. but
1: it's like. Um, um,
0: it's more than just
1: the uncle in the movie who is like the cool uncle. Yeah. Because he certainly was that. Mm-hmm. He was that character in a book or a movie yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. the cool uncle or, or or uncle dad, I think you call him before. But but it's more than that. He actually really cared to share these experiences. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, uh, I'm going
0: to miss your dad a lot, man. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, I, I talked about how he was sort of built... To kind of be loved uh, by a younger boy, but the truth is, mm. uh, he kind of loved. And don't mm. Fuck you if you take it the wrong way, but he just he loved kids. He liked. I think he liked the potential of kids. He didn't like. To, he never treated us like kids. Yeah, but he liked that we were an open book. I think he enjoyed the shit out of that. I always sort of got that feeling from him. But, um, but yeah, it's and, and and that being said, he was always kind of in our corner. He, as well, you know what? Just I, I uh, this is—he never once let me down yeah, when I needed him. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that you were necessarily in the position to be you know needing things directly from him, but like if he would provide what he could, definitely too. Yeah, well, definitely. He and was, I always with, with I'm a, all of his limitations.
1: I'm a little ginger about talking. For some reason, I always feel weird about talking about this because I feel like I'm infringing on the territory that's really the domain that's you and your brother. Cause that was your dad, but, but definitely no question about it. There were uh, periods in my life where I needed somebody who had that kind of, um, impact or that, that place male mm-hmm. place in my life. And your dad was that person and he saved my ass for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So, and, and this is sort of anticlimactic. I'm sorry if that sort of statement of gravitas from, from <laughs> you and I, but, but I do know this. I, I suddenly remembered that he had his own Finley number one, And that was his uncle Carol, and he. I remember him telling me numerous times that there was this uncle who would like take him to Disneyland, give him twenty bucks in like 1958 or
0: something, which is like it was like the opening the opening day of 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 Disneyland. I think he took dad.
1: Yeah, so there was a guy, and like he didn't quite (laughs) share the like um, inappropriate edginess Mm -hmm. with your dad that your dad shared with us because it's just different generations, I think, also. But there was a sense of like. I think a repetition there, right? Cause, cause yeah. your, your dad's own dad, our, our um, grandfather's maybe not the most reliable person in the world. Yeah. And your dad, um, for the most part, I think really was, he was uh, in the way that he shared.
0: Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm going to miss him. So.
1: Well, so that's it, man. Finley. Number one. Best uh, you. love you, buddy.
0: Yeah. And, uh, forever Finley one. For, okay. I don't <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was, I, was, I was getting afraid of emotion for a second. <laughs> we'll do, and I was I, the, the idiotic part of me is wanting to end it in
1: some, you know, the, wow, gr- wow, that wow, great wow. video rental place <laughs> in the sky <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. But oh, he ate a video rental, so that wouldn't work. Oh, good for him. <laughs> good for him, Tommy. Already? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. All right.
0: All right. Uh, love you, Joe. Love you, Tommy. Bye. Bye.